it's alive! It's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have seized control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Tangent alert! For Sunday, the 15th of May, holy crap, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I'm Grail. <clears throat> I'm Gunora. <clears throat> and I am Gnomewise again, because I just wanted to say, <clears throat> right before I talked, because that sounded really cool when Gwen did it, marginally less cool when I did it. <laughs> Especially when you talked about it. There was. I was going to say, there was coolness here. I'm lost. I'm always marginally less cool than Gunora. What are you talking about? <laughs> been chasing him since... About time you acknowledge that. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, you just kind of rubbed the shine right off that. You know that? Been that way since high school. Yeah. And here we are. How many years later? Which I don't want to really think about an actual number doing a radio show on the interwebs. Who would have foreseen that yeah. way back in the day? And who would have run screaming from the room had they foreseen it? Uh, my hand's in the air. Mm-hmm. Hey. But I digress. Welcome to Casually Hardcore on Versus the World Radio. We have, as usual, our producer and his uh, keeper, uh, Barry, in the IRC. Servant. Uh, just his, his host. Every good beard needs a host. <laughs> it's a symbiotic it's a parasitic, actually. Yeah, I was okay. going to ask if it was symbiotic or parasitic. I guess it is more parasitic. I guess, I guess Barry gets a little bit of cool. He does out. get that out yeah, of the, that, the aura so, yeah. of, of Reginald's uh, you know, coolness. Yeah. And Reginald doesn't have to walk anywhere, so no. it works well. Yeah, he, tra- he travels to all the... I was going to say, it's, it's, well, it's Reg- the whole carrying him around stuff. Reginald is a soup catcher, so he's got to be carried to the soup. <laughs> yeah. Flavor saver. So, if you are joining us in IRC, and if you're not, you should be. Come to the website, www.vtwproductions.com, and click on chat and join us in Internet Relay Chat. If you have something you want to bring to the attention of the hosts during the show, please send a personal message to the aforementioned Barry Vaughn Awesome. Barry White, save my life. And he will bring it to our attention. Please do not PM the hosts directly during the show. You will be summarily ignored. If you wish to participate via email, either because you don't like IRC, don't understand IRC, bang the rocks together, guys. Or if you're listening via podcast, send your emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. So all around town here, we have the billboards saying, you know, the end of the world is coming. Judgment Day is the 21st. And now I know why. Why is that? My wife dinged 85 yesterday. Oh, wow. It is the beginning of the end. It's definitely one of the seven signs. Well, you know what's going to happen on the 21st? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Gwenora is going to ding 85 and it will all end. No. Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's more likely that the earth will end than Gwen will ding 85? Is that what you're saying? On May 21st. I'm not May 21st. expecting much on May 21st in either <laughs> regard. <laughs> in case you don't know what the heck we're talking about, uh, a couple of organizations have determined that the Bible is telling them that Judgment Day is May 21st, 2011, and have taken yeah. up a very large advertising campaign nationwide in a lot of major cities yeah. with billboards saying, yes. Judgment Day, the world is ending May 21st, prepare yourself. Yeah, apparently, right. apparently um, 
all the righteous folks are supposed to just ascend to heaven, kind of like the Left Behind series of books. Well, that's based and, on the rapture. Right. And yeah. the rest of us are supposed to endure horror of horrors for 153 days, and then the world is completely supposed to end sometime in later this year. I think it's September or October. Last yeah. orders, please. One of yeah. the guys one of the guys who's predicting all of this has been wrong once already. No, yeah, he, he wasn't. He, he predicted the end in 1998, if right. I remember correctly. And, and, and sadly, it, it didn't this happen. This is his fourth prediction, actually. Oh, is this his yeah. fourth? I hadn't heard yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, you go to and the you website. still get people to listen to you. Well, when you take out advertising times. space, I guess that makes it, I guess, more realistic. I have no I don't idea. Know. Well, I don't know. If we're having to endure ad campaigns like that, maybe these are the end times. And we are, in fact, already enduring the 153 days of torture. <laughs> Glenn Beck, need I say more? Uh, the dark I'm one has arrived. It. Yeah. But I digress. I can think of a lot worse things than advertising. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. But this is us not going there. As is usual. 153 days. That's not even six months. Nope. It's, uh, no, it's October. Yes, but that's the longest 153 days of your life because it'll be, you know. Suffering, tormented. wailing horribly, gnashing oh, okay. teeth yeah. because everyone else is ascending. At least I get my birthday in paradise. before the end of the <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I see, get mine I, in too. I get I to turn for. I won't, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's yes. But at least I'll go with a nice round number, forty instead of forty-one. He's planning on ascending. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to actually count on such things. <laughs> it would be very disappointing if ascending, I didn't qualify. Ascending, yeah, it's all relative. Left, right, center, yeah. whatever. All getting sent somewhere, right? Exactly. This is indeed what we find. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so from our forum community, we have our lovely research team who brings us fun and cool things to talk about. What is the forum? You say a forum is where people of like mind, i.e. all of you listening right now, gather to discuss things in a sane and well-mannered way on the internet. See, I said that with a straight face. Very impressed. Mm -hmm. Sane and well-mannered. And However, internet, isn't that like an oxymoron of some kind? Just a little bit. But as forums go on the internet, ours is a pretty damn shiny example of the breed. So if you're not participating in the forum communities, you should be. Come to www.vtwproductions.com and click on forums at the top of the page. Create an account and join in the many and varied conversations there. From our little hidden forum, though, where the research team gathers to decide our fate... This week, we have contributions from Sean Castor, who is actually the first in line this week and got to name the thread, and he chose May 15th, 2011. Sean Castor got here first and won the game edition. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You all just lost the game, and it's Sean Castor's fault. Get him. Hmm. He's almost certainly in the IRC, so getting should be easy. <laughs> Try and get him before the 21st. This is indeed what we find. Yes, counting down to the 21st edition should be our next Yeah, no title. kidding. <laughs> also contributing this week, Aid, Sean Caster again, Fangs with a Z. You know he's Z cool because he's extreme. got a Z. He's extreme. Barry VA, yes, the aforementioned Barry Von Awesome and his beard, Reginald. Yes. Boba Fetish, whose name I just love to say because Boba Fetish. I mean Boba Fetish. And the one and the only Deus Ex. Who gave us one and only one link? So he is the one and only. It's an awesome thing. See how? See exactly Deo. what I did there. Deo. 
Daylight come and me want read for him. Yeah, no. No. What? So, what's been up in lives? Well, that's what the topic search I was just undergoing is all about. But what's been going on in people's lives? Fix my toilet. Woo! Yeah! Well, that's excellent. excellent. I wonder why I was San- going to breeze past this segment. Sanitary facilities. You wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Grail? She tossed me a softball. Um, not Oof. too much. Uh, let's see. Earlier in the week, I saw Thor again with a friend that hadn't seen it. So ah, sharing the love. Saw it a second time. Um, let's see. Been playing Portal 2, but we've come to the realization that in terms of myself and Daxo, we can only play that game together for about an hour. And then it's like, okay, I've had enough puzzle solving. <laughs> I need a break from this. Have they amped up the puzzle completely? It gets, yeah, we're definitely slowing down a little bit in terms of how fast progressing through. So that hour of playtime is now turning into like three a levels where it was before it was like six or seven. So yeah, the difficulty definitely rises. Uh, but it's still been enjoyable and fun. It's just not something that I could ever see doing like a marathon, like six hour session on it or something like that. <laughs> no, that would just drive me nuts. Uh, be more nuts than usual. Yeah, exactly. So other than that, a uh, little bit of wow, uh, earlier in the week, didn't get much in this weekend. Um, had a friend over last night, and we were talking about retro gaming, so we ended up busting out the Genesis. Wow, yeah. you still have it. Oh, you don't understand. I bust the, In finding that, I found my Dreamcast, my Saturn, my modded PS1, and the Genesis itself. So we ended up playing some very old games that, you know, when you look at it, it's like these games are terrible, but at the same time, you almost... These kids these days, I mean, to go on kids these days, get off my lawn. But even the adults these days, it's so easy now for me and the same person. We'll play like Call of Duty Black Ops together and we'll just hop online, each of us on our Xbox and we jump online and his brother can also join from Florida and we'll play for a few hours and that'll be that. And it's really cool and that's really neat to have that. But at the same time, you've definitely lost that being in the same room and spending hours. Within striking distance. Yeah, playing something with that person. Even if it's a single player. Like, we used to sit and play through games like Fantasy Star or, um, God, the Shadowrun on Genesis, which we were were dinking around with. But any of the old role-playing games that are single-player games, but we would play them together for, like, you know, eight hours at a time. Because it was a big deal to get together and you didn't want to waste the time. And literally, you almost needed somebody who was reading the hint guide with you to go, okay, no, you need to do this, go here, or, you know, keep track (laughs) of everything. And so you kind of miss that. And, like, I look at uh, my son, Aridin, and, in fact, he can play, like, Mortal Kombat right now with people from all over the U.S., all over the world, and with friends he has in school, but they all play separately at their houses on their own screen. So you definitely, it doesn't have as much impetus to get together So you're anymore. more connected, but more but, isolated. And yet they're less connected. It's a real yeah. strange economy. All well, I have live, to say is railroad tycoon. Oh, God, don't make me come <laughs> over there. I was hailing back to my time in college where my roommate, Ford Prefect, and I, I we there were three of us. He uh, and the other guy shared. Here's a name I haven't heard in a while. Ford Prefect. Ford Prefect, yes. yeah. yeah. It's been a while since he used it. Um, he and our other roommates shared the one big bedroom. I was in the smaller bedroom uh-huh. with all of the computers. Oh, geez. Now, when we first started living together, there was not one but two bulletin board systems running out of my bedroom. Nice. Because our other roommate ran one, uh-huh. and I ran one, and we brought them all in. So we had a, just a stupid number of phone lines coming into this place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you did. Because, well, 
Cause. Cause. <laughs> so the majority of my room was filled with desks and computers that were on 24-7, 365. So whenever Ford wanted to play his favorite game, Railroad Tycoon, uh-huh. at all hours of the day and night, ah. it was in my room. Gotcha. So Burned Into My Psyche is the title song, from which played repeatedly during the game. Nice. Going slightly mad. Oh, man. Yeah. We he just... was also still sleeping in a twin bed, so. Yeah, so. It was a he spent a lot of time in my place. Yeah. <laughs> that came later. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so backing up the truck a bit. Yep. You still have a Saturn? Oh, yeah. Do you have both games for it? No, I got uh, some cartridges that I found are, are procured, I think, online um, that allowed me to get, uh, it would fake it as a Japanese Saturn. So I have uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom and Shadows of Mysteria, which were the arcade four-player Dungeons and Dragon games that they only released in Japan for the Saturn. Awesome. And I have that in like a wrestling game, I think, for it as well. And I had somewhere... Panzer Dragoon Saga, and I lost it. Which is like one of the most rare games you could have. And I bought it at a store. I remember I found it. I was like, oh, this is great. I heard some great things about this game. I have no idea where it went to. So it's in the house somewhere. Maybe. I have no idea. It probably got tossed, but nonetheless. So I have that. I mean, I have a Dreamcast that has like three games on it. I mean, it didn't last long either. Though I always felt it was the superior machine to the PlayStation. And it's interesting you should bring up the the nostalgia retro gaming because as I was commencing some spring cleaning here in uh, Shea Gnomewise in the room we're sitting in now, which, you know, not it accidentally got cleaned first, so we could then come soil it. Oh, yeah. Um, as I was scraping the uh, accumulated crud off of the Wii components, yeah. I came across the retro controller that I oh, got. Oh, nice. I was thinking, I think I need to fire up the arcade. Yeah. Get out some, uh, I can't remember the name of the game. So side-scrolling shooter... From the Turbo Graphics 16. I'm oh, sure. it's like R Type? Yes, R Type. Thank yeah, you. That's yeah. exactly the one. And uh, have a little fun with that. Well, see, I was talking to my friend about it. It almost seemed like, because he was like, well, you know, there's emulators out there. And I'm like, yeah, you could make a nice computer that had a bunch of emulators on and hook up to a TV and you could run all these old systems. But there's something about having the original controllers, yep. the original systems. I would love to have a room with a TV that just had everything through some sort of KVMs hooked up to it. I need to introduce you to my previously mentioned friend, Ford Prefect. Really? Who has that. Oh, my God. That'd On be... the wall size projection HDTV. Nice. Yes. He actually <clears throat> had built a custom home uh-huh. and then sold it and moved to another one so he could get a basement. Which, which are rare commodities oh, yeah, in here. Arizona. Well, expensive commodities. Because sure. he wanted to, I mean, he had his media room in yeah. the original house, but it wasn't subterranean. Ah. Oh, so and the opportunity so came. So he's moved? He has moved. Oh, I did not I've, know I've, yeah. not I've not seen the new house. I've only had it described to me. But he built exactly that. He has all, he can play any format of media ever created. Right. So Laserdisc. Yeah. Um, I don't think he can play Videodisc. I think that's one he didn't Oh, run. okay. But. Beta, VHS, yeah. the mini DV, right. everything. Uh, he's got the Turbo Graphics. He's got the N sixty four. He's got the PlayStation, PlayStation two. Um, I don't know yeah. if he has a any of the Sega products. Ah, okay, so you could you know add that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm certain he's got places you could plug those oh, right in. Of course. 
So yes, that, that kind of thing has been done and is a glorious thing. But I, I'm quite satisfied with the retro controller on, on the Wiimote and the mm-hmm. downloadable oh, yeah. classic yeah, games. Yeah, those are nice to have. You know, Bonk's Adventure and right, right. our type were the, were the two big ones for me. It sucked up hours and hours <laughs> of my college life. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> We've, we, have, we have learned... Oh, hello, That's Arch great. Nemesis. Yes, we have learned lessons this week. Um, we have we have learned that while we are among the youngest of the people who would attend a Moody Blues concert, <laughs> they still play really loud. Oh yes, well because they can't um, hear it, right? And uh, yes, the drummer we were there on the drummer's seventieth birthday. Yeah, celebrating his seventieth birthday, and he says, "You know what that means? That means I've been through the '60s twice." <laughs> It's like, oh my god! But they did they did a pretty good show. But again, it's for an older crowd. There wasn't a lot of you know standing and dancing or any of the. Well, there was. It was stuff, just but... done real careful, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna break my hip. Nope, not again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for and, for uh, a a stage full of basically old codgers, they still play pretty damn well. That's good. Yeah, they did a really good job. So interesting that they'd supplemented themselves with uh, sweet young things. So they had a young lady playing. Oh, okay. Uh, young lady playing the flute. The the rock flute, mind you. Yes. Oh. I mean, how many people can have rock flautist on their resume? I mean, come on. And and yeah. and performed with Moody Blues. I'm yes, sure. exactly. <laughs> and well, oh, they're still alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they had a, a you know beautiful young keyboard player, beautiful young flautist and guitar, uh-huh. and a young studly Str- drummer. Studly drummer <laughs> supplementing the older ailing drummer. Oh wow! Yeah. The two drum kits and it, it was actually was so there a, were seven people. It was a seven person band on yes. stage, and it was actually fun to watch the interplay between the two drummers because they obviously had some kind of routine they'd normally go through. They would just kind of amp each other up and yeah. co- kind of competing with each other. Come on, little man, I know you can do it. And it just was entertaining as hell to watch. Well, that's Because they were so obviously having a great time. Yeah. Um, and there were times when, when the when the older drummer, the original drummer, would just kind of look over at him. And the, then the younger yeah. guy would literally stand, stand up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was time to do some really acrobatic work. Yeah. And it was, okay. it was just like, no, it's up to you, dude. Oh, I'm funny. over here. <laughs> Prove yourself to me. <laughs> yeah, so that was a surprisingly large amount of fun to go do on a Thursday night. On a Thursday night, yeah. a weird thing oh, to be doing in the middle of the week. So hungover on Friday. A little bit. Oh, man. Well, you can't, I mean, you can't not drink. Well, I could, I could not drink because I was driving. So. Right. No, <laughs> I was. You weren't. No. <laughs> you were free. Free to regret. So yes, yeah, so that was one. That was one lesson we learned. We also learned not to attempt repairs on a luxury car by ourselves. Oh yeah, battery change turned into a nine hundred dollar repair. Oh yeah. Ow. Oops. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Simple battery swap. Simple in air quotes. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound so. They, Apparently, if if you know, in in your struggles to get the battery in, if the battery leads flop down and contact reversed for even a picosecond, it uh-huh. eats significant parts of your electrical system. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes, the fuses that protected the real electrical system cost $900 to replace. Oh, my God. I wonder what it would have cost if the fuses had failed and it had gotten through to the electronic control system. Well, it's just... Uh, buy new, just buy a new car. Just pray that it didn't. No, it didn't. They already confirmed that, because otherwise... 
it would not have been behaving the way it was behaving, which is getting about half of our electrical working. Oh, my God. But, yeah, tow it, drop it off. On the upside, you, they do at least say, here, here's a car at no cost, no additional cost, I should yeah. say. We're, we're paying for that car <laughs> to use while we work out where we're going to get these parts, but damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so. I, I, I like my, my Honda go-kart just fine because I can strap that together with duct tape and I'm just mm-hmm. fine. And duct tape is cheap. Oh, which is why mm-hmm. I still drive a truck that doesn't have power windows. They don't break. Because they don't break. It takes a special effort to break the crank windows. Can be done. I have done that. Yeah. But it is takes a very deliberate and special yes. effort. Or a, a special kind of stupid that I try not to use on a <laughs> daily basis. Like, you know, reversing my battery while driving. Yeah. <sighs> but I fail. No bueno. So, so the rule is you look at these engines, and when the entire engine compartment is essentially sealed... Like, you open it up, and it's like, no, no, there are full panels in place to really prevent you from even seeing the engine. You really the, shouldn't the, be in the here. The clue here is don't touch. They're trying to say that without just painting on top of it. Don't Go away. touch. Go away. Take me <laughs> to the dealership. <laughs> it's just really one of those yeah. moments. So we, we don't really think you should be touching this right now. We're going to make you pay and pay and pay if you do. But I'm not bitter. No. But not I at am all. not bitter. In fact, I need to find an appropriate drop-in for this situation. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to change my battery in my luxury vehicle. Are you smoking crack? Nice. No, no. I really want to do it. No! And the explosion at the end there is exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. And there's your electrical. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, I did bring man. it into the uh, the service advisor. And... <laughs> oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. And are you sure it's going to cost that much? I will willingly pay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's, like I have a choice. That's one of those, yeah. <laughs> See that barrel? Get on over it. <laughs> yep. Because you have no choice in this matter. Yep. I'm going to slay all of you. Uh, so Daxo is in El Paso for her grandmother's some sort of party for her grandmother. The hooray you're still alive at this late stage party? Well, she was telling me last, uh, what was it, yesterday. She was telling me they were having a surprise party for her 86-year-old grandmother. Surprise! I said, Please don't kill your 86-year-old grandmother <laughs> with a surprise. Don't don't startle her yeah. too badly. And she said, no, no. I, that's what I've been telling everybody. He's like, just say... Hi. Yeah. Surprise. Don't oh. blast the music. Way to go, like yeah, I was like, ooh, that'd be really bad. So she's getting back from that today. And Aridin went along mainly because he got to miss two days of school to do that. So obviously. These, <laughs> these, would, be the, these would be the yep. incentives, yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, well, yeah, Arch Nemesis has reached the truly sticky phase. <laughs> well, you you leave her in the high chair with sticky cereal, and that's bound to happen. And, you'll, uh, uh, you'll find yourself peeling it off the dog later in the day. Well, I deliberately, I deliberately actually got up this morning and I put her in a shirt specifically for Grail, and I had to change her out of the shirt at noon. <laughs> She's not wearing it. She'd gotten it so disgustingly dirty. Oh, no. That's I what babies do. I just couldn't leave her in it. The shirt said, I'm kind of a big deal. Nice. <laughs> yep. But the difference there is she actually is. But now I have to play it. I don't know how to put this, but 
kind of a big deal. Nice. I saw oh, yeah. a preview for new Will Ferrell movie, Everything yeah. Must Go. Everything Must actually Go, actually getting yes. very good reviews for his acting. As a matter of fact. He's what? what? As yeah. a matter of fact, they filmed that here. In Arizona? Yeah. I they th- they I filmed things here? Yeah, in Scottsdale. Really? Oh. Yeah. Didn't know we did that. Yeah. One of the uh, guys that I work with is actually in the movie. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. It is guaranteed to succeed now. Exactly. It's got the Gwynora bump. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Although I did see the uh, did see the promos for Super 8. And? It looks... Yeah, well, I saw the television trailers because I can't remember the last time I was actually in a movie theater. Yeah, that too. And I certainly don't have a whole lot of interest in seeing Thor. Um, <laughs> Big Hammer. Yeah, pretty much. Smash. Although I read some some comments on a uh, webcomic that I read that apparently one of the people who commented on one of the day's comic strips, they said something, the author mentioned something about Thor in the little comments that he or she, because we really don't know who this person is, put in there and mentioned something that they had gone and seen Thor and somebody had sent down on the bottom, you know, I'm really not into men, but that guy's yummy. I was <laughs> like, wow, that's impressive. You get the lesbians even going, God, that guy's hot. Yeah. Chris um, Helmsworth is, uh, look, is a bit of a... The reality is that I, I, can look, I, I can look at all kinds of guys and say, yum, 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 yeah, no thanks, yum, yum, yeah, whatever. Um, and there, I, you can't help it when there's a very, very attractive female. You go, yeah, that's a very attractive female. It doesn't mean you want to hop in the sack with her. Speaking it just of means Natalie Portman. She's a, it yeah, just means she's much. an attractive female. No, that's what you it know. means when I say that. Well, you, but you're, you're a straight guy. <laughs> so, I happen to be a straight girl, uh, okay. so. Yeah, no, well, I mean, yeah, girls can be a little more objective, I think, when it comes to their own gender than guys can be with their own gender. Uh, I mean, at least in our society, the, you're bringing your own manliness into question when expressing appreciation for the attributes of another man. Okay. Not sure how we arrived at that point, but that's apparently where we are. Yes. That is where we are. Damn Puritan ancestors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the dude, yeah, Chris, he's huge. I mean, just muscle mass wise, you're mm-hmm. like, holy Christ. Steroids. <laughs> okay, I hope not. He doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like a oh, steroid. He's not build. that, that freaky. He's just got mass. He doesn't okay. really have the definition. I mean, the definition's there, but it's not. I mean, Extreme. he's just big. I mean, he's a big dude. It's like, man. Especially because he has Natalie Portman there and yeah, all the we, other we cast tiny members Natalie Portman are so like she's small about next big. to him. He's just like, I mean, he fits Thor. Yeah, Thor <laughs> is a god. god. Yeah, <laughs> so, hello. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, so the Super 8 looks... <laughs> I'd seen a limited trailer in a theater several months ago. It looks interesting whether or not it'll live up to the trailer. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's Spielberg's in there as a producer, right? right. Yeah, he is. And it's Which, Abrams. Abrams is directing, yeah. And it's, you know, the Super 8 is just because the kid, the main character is obsessed with making Super 8 films. Yeah, they're making him. From the preview I saw in the theater, they're making a film. This train gets disrailed. They all run from the explosion, but the camera gets knocked over and films what happens and something comes out of this army crate that's on the train. So it's another big right. mystery like Cloverfield. Is kind what of is like it? that? Yeah. What's the thing? Yeah. And, and I get a, kind of an E.T. vibe off of it. Sort of, yeah. It's like, didn't, didn't feel. he already make this movie? Well, you know. This, this is a slightly more menacing. Though, have you seen the, the fake trailer for E.T.X.? No. It's, no. It's a, do a search for it on YouTube. It's E.T.-X, I think. And it's someone who made a trailer about a sequel to E.T. Uh-huh. where the E.T.'s return... And they're here to conquer Earth. 
and they're incredibly scary. They have fangs, and they're you know their heads extend, and they bite your head off. <laughs> and our ET from the original ET is there to save us from oh. these people. And they cut together a lot of existing footage and some original footage into a really freaking convincing trailer. Oh, that's funny. And it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and I want them to make the movie now because it was that good. It's complete, you know, B movie, yeah. um, Army of Darkness level of camp, but totally awesome at the same time. And I think they got the actor who played. Elliot uh-huh. to return and shoot some original footage oh, for wow. the trailer, and it's complete. Or they took it from another movie he did, and it's completely awesome. So yeah, you can find that ETX, um, the sequel to ET: The Extraterrestrial, um, which brings us conveniently That's too funny against our first music break, and we actually have a double dose this week because we had a break in communications last week. We did not receive our fix of Northwind news from Amelia over Bay Day. So we'll have two segments this show with getting you caught back up to current. So you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. If you are not shopping the Versus the World stores, and I do say plural very deliberately there because we've got two of them, and I'm going to look them up here. But if you come to the Casually Hardcore section of the Versus the World website, on the right-hand side, there will be a link to the Casually Hardcore store, and Spotty has sent me the link to the others. Let me get them really quickly, and we will also include them in the show notes, and the aforementioned awesome Barry VA will, and of course it's missing, uh, link them in the IRC, and it is chstore.spreadshirt.com is our, the Casually Hardcore store, which he has been working very hard on getting up to date and is also interested in soliciting from all of you ideas for stuff for Spreadshirt to put on the clothing article of your choice. Hats, bags, all that kind of wonderful, fun stuff. And the Versus the World store is available at octaleandhordak.spreadshirt.com. That's O-C-T-A-L-E and H-O-R-D-A-K dot spreadshirt. Com. So chstore.spreadshirt.com and octaleandhordak.spreadshirt.com. And get on the forums and get with Spotty to get your ideas made into actual stuff that people can download and buy. We'll be back right after this action from Amelia Overbay Day. All right. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions.
Live from Booty Bay, Northrend News is proud to bring you Mount Talk with Biz and Baz, the Goblin Brothers. Welcome to Mount Talk. I'm Biz. And I'm Baz. And we've got a great show for you today. Let's start rolling right now with our first caller. Hello there. Hi, my name is Lisa and I live in Silver Moon. Hello, Lisa. What's going on with your mount? Well, I bought a used trike from a goblin in Orgrimmar, and the thing guzzles gas like there's no tomorrow. How am I supposed to keep it filled when I can barely afford my rating bills? Okay, see, your first problem was buying a used vehicle. From the Horde. In Orgrimmar. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, when was your last tune-up? Um, tune-up? Your blood elf thinks mounts grow on trees, but a goblin trike is a serious piece of engineering. Take your mount to a registered dealer in Ratchet. Don't bother trying to find a deal in Orgrimmar. That's what got you into this mess in the first place. Go talk to Gazlo and tell him we sent you. Okay, our next caller comes all the way from Ironforge. Greetings, my name is Gilby. I own a 2008 Speed Griffin mount, and I've been very happy with it. Unfortunately, it started molting recently, and it's losing a lot of feathers. It's not the looks of my mount that bothers me so much, it's the aerodynamics. I'm not sure it has enough feathers to stay aloft anymore. Have you considered switching to the Horde? Most of their mounts don't need feathers. Uh, the Horde? Or you could go the whole hog and roll a Death Knight. Skeletal mounts do have a certain appeal. Those guys over at Acarus can reanimate your mount, and it'll fly with no feathers required. Um, I'll have to look into it. Okay, our next caller. Hi, my name is Blinky, and I'm currently stuck in Dalaran. I'm a tailor, and my flying carpet is looking a bit threadbare. This morning, I couldn't get it started. And what kind of flying carpet do you have, Blinky? Well, it's blue, and it has gold tassels that keep falling off whenever I fly it. I think I see your problem. What level are you? I just dinged 85 last week. So you made your carpet before the mount could fly at 310% speed. The old school mounts, Blinky, were never meant to go at modern speeds. I suggest weaving one of the newer models, when you get enough frost weave, or investing in a nice, gentle, mana-based cleanser for your carpet. Bathe regularly, it should stay together easier. But keep a sewing kit handy when you're on the road. And try not to fly into Deathwing's fire breath, okay? Okay. And that's all we have time for today. This week's episode is brought to you by Grebo Big Wheels Meat, Seed, and Lube Shop, serving mounts of every breed, faction, make, and model since Vanilla Wow. Until next time, remember, don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother either. <laughs> 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 and Mount Talk is a proud affiliate of Casually Hardcore and Versus the World Radio. And even though Gnomewise blows a gasket every time he hears us say it, this is VTW Production. Hi, I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Dad told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? That's great! Actual physical contact! Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. This is the time when we dance. We're dancing. This is the time on CH when we dance. Dance? I'm dancing now. You can't tell because this is the radio, not the video. Ah. And you're very happy it's not video because me dancing, not very pretty. No. Not cool. 
But I digress. No, this is in fact the time when we talk about video games in all of their glory. And we reach the point when you realize that Blizzard is starting to scratch the bottom of the barrel when it comes to new feature ideas. Their, Why do you say that? Their new big feature, the Encounter Journal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Yes. Why? Why spend dev time on this? Um, well, it keeps their player base from going to external sites. Okay. One way of looking at it is that they're basically self-containing you more and more to the game. Um, Who which, do they think they are? Apple Computer? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you should don't build the wall around the garden after you release it to the public, though. Though they've been trying to do that, really, with Battle.net. Slowly Lure the public in, build the wall behind them. Yeah, but I mean, think about every. I mean, all their enhancements that they do in terms of user interface, it's all just taking from existing mods in general. Right. I mean, most of the time, they're just putting stuff in the game that's very popular that people are going to a third party for. So why not put in one of the most comprehensive things that people go to other sites for, which is to learn about encounters? Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's a good use of dev time, but it's a consistent use of dev time. I'll give them okay. that. <laughs> Consistently rating the, de- the yeah. add-on community for the best ideas. Basically saying, what, what are people doing in our game but going somewhere else to get? They're going to Wowhead. They're going to um, uh, Elitist Jerks. They're going to, what's that, Tank Spot. Tank, Tank Spot mm-hmm. would be the big one. Um, you know, I'm surprised, honestly, they didn't put videos in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that, their whole goal, stated goal behind this was we're going to tell you about the bosses, about the loot, so addressing Atlas loot, right? and we're going to tell you what they do, but we're not going to tell you how to defeat the me- mechanics. Well, then you still have a reason to go to some of these other right. websites because I can understand Blizzard doing that. That would kind of defeat the whole purpose yeah. of the game. Yes, exactly. But still, I'm going to go to those other websites because, yeah, okay, I'm great. The mechanic's fine. I want to know how to beat them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what do I do about the mechanic to right. stop it from killing me? Right. Yes. Where do I how position do I, myself? How do I counter this? Yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, just reading, like, maximize my playing time. Like, they have what Ragnaros does in, like, one of his, I guess, first phases. He does something called, like, Sulfurian Smash or Sulfurous Smash, which hits a player and then lava waves shoot out randomly in different directions. So, obviously, from that you go, well, okay, if he's directing it at a a player, maybe that player should move. Run the hell away. And then when the lava waves comes, you probably don't want to stay in the lava waves. Run away, little girl. But it doesn't really give you an idea of how many, just as several. So, it could be three, it could be four, who knows. And is it a fixed, like, you know, a star, star pattern? I mean, what? how does it come out? So that stuff you still need to it's, go it's to the vague. site. Yeah. Until it's vague. Until you see enough. it, you're not quite sure what to expect. Right, right. I mean, when someone described the Sartharian fight to me where they said the wall of lava will come across and there will be a gap in it, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it until I'd actually seen it once. And then, then it was suddenly, oh, that's completely obvious. Right, right. Oh, yes, no, the, the child is oh. yes, burrowing her way through the entertainment center. She's turning yes. the VCR on and off. As long as she's not putting anything into it, or you know, <laughs> well, tipping anything over onto herself, then the hand might go in there in a minute. Yeah, that's what infants do. They're hard to kill. Trust me. And she gets bored really quickly. So yeah. So yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they've they've addressed some of the aspects of things like Wowhead externally themselves in sure. the form of the armory, um, where they have their loot advisor. 
Mm -hmm. They'll say, hey, would you like to upgrade this? Here are the upgrades that are are available. Here's a description of the item. Here's where it comes from. You know, I found, having put, as I try and pull it up. The mobile armory. The mobile armory. Yeah. I was playing with it the other day, and I was looking for just doing a search in there. And the thing that I noticed for the cata-level gear is that looking for an upgrade, they don't put any of the raid loot in there. Nope. Because I was looking for stuff. Really? Yeah, I was looking for purples to hmm. upgrade, and all it was was greens and blues. That's odd. And even if you did it by item level, it was still just greens and blues. They so didn't put any of the raid level stuff in there. I was kind of like, this is really kind of, well, stupid's a good word for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it assumes you're going to stop with heroics. Apparently. Interesting. So I wasn't real sure what the deal was. There that. might be a switch somewhere in the config where you say include or exclude raid level stuff. Don't know. I've never Could played be. with it. Could be. I don't know. I, that's I, I, I use Wowhead. So. That's what I'm going to have to mess around with it. Well, it was kind of one of those things that I have the phone now. I figure I might as well I might as well throw it on there um, just to see what I can come up with and what I can find and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, but it's been interesting so far. So, I mean, that's that's their major thing. I mean, of course, Firelands, Firelands, and the uh, daily quests are are their other big things. But yeah, in terms of features, there's that. There's been some class changes, though. Surprisingly, at least from my perspective, no rogue class changes at all in any of the stuff they put on the PDR. Because they're perfect, uh, obviously. <laughs> I mean, why mess with the with you know with the best? With why the mess best? with perfection? Exactly. So. Druids, though, I see they're wonking around with restoration again why i don't know i think and this is something that drives me up a wall is that a lot of their changes are based upon pvp or pve and the use of it in the other area gets affected and so and yet there's other abilities that they have such as like sap and various crowd controls that they can change based on if you're sapping a player it lasts eight seconds if i sap a non-player it lasts three minutes right so it's like you have the ability and they do this time and again where they show they can separate a skill into acting differently whether it's against players or whether it's in battlegrounds right why can't they do that with Healing. everything? Right. Or everything, basically. Why not yeah. stop screwing with a skill? Build two different games. Yeah. Have two different games and that share a common graphical model and build two right. different games. Now, I understand you may have issue on a PvP server. Then you have right. a little bit more problems with how you have healing react because... It's PvP everywhere. It's everywhere's PvP. So, yeah, I mean, unless you change healing to be basically PvP everywhere unless you're in a dungeon or a raid, right. and then it acts like PvE healing or something along those lines. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe, and maybe that would make sense because really how often, other than back in vanilla when you had uh, the the outside the dungeon bosses, those dragons, and you had the... Guy yeah, they did seem to do away with the world bosses. Yeah, there's no around. world bosses really anymore. So when do you really need raid level healing when you're not in a raid or a, a five man? It's a pretty clear cut delineation of whether you're in or out of an instance. Yeah. So I mean, to me, it's even if you're doing PVE, if you're set to PVP healing spec, I think you can manage to survive. You know, some gnolls or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you're whatever not a you're, candle. You're, uh. Yeah, yeah, kobolds. <laughs> I mean, I think you can get through that with it. So, I mean, that's that's something that I really wish they would spend time on instead of the encounter journal. Encounter journal. <laughs> and thank you. You've just illustrated my point. Or what was the other thing they just did? Your pets now, your non-combat pets now last through your death. 
Yeah, I saw that. It's like, and maybe that's like one line of code change. So Ch- my non-combat the... pet is going to stand over my corpse. And mock exactly. you. Great. And then when you come back, though, he's right there back with you. So because clicking that two buttons to Oof. get him resummoned was just you. brutal. <laughs> I'll be in the car. I guess I hope well, that was like a line or two of code change and that was it. I really do, too. Because if they spent days, I'd be pissed. Yes, well, indeed. I was out uh, Twilight Highlands mm-hmm. and um, actually went through and, and dinged to 85. During and the wedding quest. During the wedding quest, yes. And, and like I did at 60, I had uh, Gnomewise grab a screen capture of the ding actually happening. So we have the, the still we have. image of that. Um, and got a picture. And uh, then, of course, immediately headed for the auction house and said, all right, let's see what kind of max level gear I can buy. I've been saving some money. Up gear and, shopping. And I found very little um, that was worth it uh, and they could then and that I could afford without completely busting the bank. Yeah. Mm. On so, one uh, Do I get this chess piece that will wipe me out uh, financially or do I start running instances and save my money to level enchanting? Mm. Yeah. Well, we've worked on worked on the leveling of the enchanting bit now, and so we're and the money the is beginning to vanish. And yes, the money is beginning to vanish. That's what it means to be an enchanter. And I'm to working my way now. I need to uh, work on my leveling my herb herb gathering. Ah, uh, yes, herbity, 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 herbity. And uh, but it's been you know, I mean, it, they were fun quests. Uh, as soon as I got out of Deep Holm, it it started becoming something that I could do again. Right. Less dreary and and uh, the quest lines were fun. Yeah, the wedding quest yeah. in particular is kind of fun. Yeah. You should go back and take it to its conclusion. It does have a, an interesting ending. It, it's pretty funny, and I, I probably will go and take it back to its conclusion. But uh, I love when you're sent to rescue the the poor dwarf maiden. And she's already rescued And she's herself. already yeah. laid waste to the ogre. It's like, what? <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> and the dwarf suitor is there going, oh, I'm so in love with her. Yeah. The dwarf suitor is there going, what a woman. That's right. <laughs> I believe that's what he says, actually, is what a woman. Well, let's pit fire that one. Oh, oh and uh, of course, you know, you're going around gathering supplies. And it's like, how many kegs of ale can I pull up here? Yes. And uh, the one that the one that did bother me was more like an instance, those uh, obsidian stone scale... You had to kill 10 or 12 of them. And in the middle of them, they would cast this ground effect that would throw you in the air and do 20,000 damage well, your, to you. Well, your graphics were turned down and too far, and you weren't getting the graphical oh, warning yeah. of where it was going yeah. to be. Right. So I was trying to get out of the way, and I wouldn't make it out of the way in time. And I ended up, I'm literally, I'm looking over my shoulder at Gnomewise's screen to see when where, the, when when the effect is me. going to go so I can start running out of the way and make it clear in time. Oh my god! It was ridiculous. Uh so, but we, you know, I just found the the quests much better once I got out of Deep Holm. Yep, and they moved really fast too. Yeah. Although I will say that it didn't drop both the quest rewards and the random drops did not drop a reasonable amount of gear that was actually suitable for me. Right. Um, so I ended up, you know, dinging 85 and I'm still three quarters green, mm-hmm. a couple of blues, went out and bought a few more blues, but it's still in a case of, nope, now I've just got to go in and run instance, run instance, run instance and do the, all of them on normal mode. Cause I hear you can't unlock heroic until you do normal. Um, is that accurate? In the new instances, you have to do it normal mode first. Yeah, well, you, you're not going to unlock heroic anyways because you know I think you can run them, but your gear level is going to hold you back. Yeah, right. You have okay. to have three twenty nine, I think, as an average gear level, 
and you're probably, you know, three fifteen, three ten at the moment. Yeah, well, I've got some three. I've got a three forty six and a three thirty three. I've got some three thirty threes, three eighteens. But there are a couple. It, yeah. yeah, average gear level. I'm going to guess is somewhere around three twenty. Yeah. So I might be able to get into well into heroics, but I would be very hamstrung in that. Yeah, no, I mean three twenty nine is like the minimum I think to get in, and it can be tough, especially if you're healing or tanking. Because that's really gear dependent. Yeah. Oh, uh, my a- my my average item level is three twenty. Okay, so you got a little ways to go. But running, I mean, you barely run any of the. I know. I need to run. I need to run the re- yeah. the regular ones. And first. the, the three thirty three gear drops like rain. Yeah. So yeah. The other big important thing is just to make sure you always have a tabard on because the the rewards for rep get you'll find something in there usually i'm, I'm actually yeah. wearing my guild tabard right okay, now take that off take it off <laughs> seriously okay <laughs> you need to i mean i would look through and see which faction gives you the best for like their exalted which will be an epic item okay um and then but some of it even the revered are like 346 gear that you can yeah the use. revered the honored is 333 right. the revered is 346 and then yeah the so you're going to do like the hygel Folks or Wild Hammer or Wild Hammer has some nice stuff uh, for spell power druids, right? Uh, and who else? God, I'm trying to think of uh, Ram Kahan had some yeah, stuff the in there too. Ramalama Ding Dongs, Sharamalama Ding Dongs, mm-hmm. and uh, the kitty kitty people. You know, eventually, once you go back and finish out to at least unlock the Therizine, you can get their tabard for the shoulder. Well, I'm yeah, probably yeah. closest to Hygel. Well, they also I'm have revered nice in Hygel. Yeah, so you, yeah. Should, you should go visit Hygel's quartermaster then, because at, at Revered you get some pretty sexy yeah, stuff. You might be able to grab a piece or two from that, and okay. then you just make sure you have the tavern get to exalted. Yeah, and then I got to go back in Uldum and work for Ramkahen because that's mm-hmm. the second one that'll be closest. But once yeah, you get, it's been... once you get to friendly with them, you can wear their tavern in instances yeah. and get just and just for run it for every kill, everything you're doing there or at battlegrounds if you. I'm doing all my choose. rep grinds via tabard this time yeah. around. I just yeah. I don't feel like doing the daily thing for anything other than Tolbarad, and I haven't Tol- really haven't really done many of those either. They're the only ones that you really still have to go in and grind, and that's more just to get the badges so you can badges. afford the weapons. Yeah, see, and that's interesting because that is the one place you can get faction weapons. Right. It really, I'm finding weapons are my major rooster block really? in gearing up, hmm. especially as a um, tanking. Yeah. Druid, there ain't a damn thing in there. There are staves, which are kind of generic agility stamina. Mm-hmm. But in previous expansions, there were items that were clearly meant for the bear tank. They would have armor on yeah. them. They would have dodge on them. And there is none of that. In the 346 area, when I do my searches, there's like three things to choose from. And they're all generic this could be cat or bear. Right. Now you can reforge, and I'm actually finding myself finally using the reforge ability oh, yeah. to convert things like expertise, mm-hmm. which don't do much for me, into dodge yep. for the bear. So you can sculpt it, but I kind of miss the having a weapon to go for, and really, yeah. and there's no you know valor or justice point weapons at all. Right. All Correct. the weapons, and there's no faction weapons either. Correct. It's all. Tolbarad yeah. or drops. Tolbarad and a little bit of crafting. Your only other choice would be to do the 
what is it, Crucible of Carnage or whatever it's called now. Oh, we do need to take. Oh, Lyo. yeah, I do need to go that's through that. That's a 346 yet. weapon. That's a nice well. one. Yeah, yes. I, I used that staff for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a The Very option. Manly Staff. It was, yeah. it was a fun name, too. Really? It's called the Very Manly nice. Staff. There you go. It's a good casting staff. Just in case you weren't paying attention before, it's the Very, very manly, manly Staff. staff. Would you like to see my very manly staff? <laughs> I keep it on me at all times. It fits right here in my pocket. Let me whip this out. Excuse <laughs> me if I whip this out. out. <sighs> oh, boy. But I digress. Oh, yes. What? That's just not, a little disturbing. Not so obscure references. Not so obscure. Yep. <sighs> what was the original name of that movie, though? When, before it was called Blazing Saddles, what was its production name? Tex X. Tex-X. It's supposed to be a play on Malcolm X. I like the fact that they changed it to Blazing Yeah, Saddles. that's pretty yeah. silly. Wild uh, White Tempest says, Belt of the Untamed, which is an epic from uh, Wild Hammer that requires Exalted with Wild Hammer, mm-hmm. is uh, an epic leather, 939 armor, 380 stamina, 233 intellect, 169 spirit, and a yellow socket. So I'm it actually, it. Uh, level 359, looks really good. So go get your yeah. Wild Hammer tabard. Yep. So I'll be getting, actually, I'll just get all the tabards and start. Yes, alternate. Or you, yeah. you burn burn yourself up to at least revered. And then there's also re- the lightning flash pendant. Well, with revered, with each of the factions, you get access to their head enchant. And mm-hmm. what they are useful for varies from faction to faction. So grind yourself to at least revered with all of them to get the 346 level blues mm-hmm. and the head enchants. And then you can cherry pick which one you bother to grind to exalted based on whether... Because some of them just have nothing for you yep. in, in exalted and there's no point. Unless yeah. you're going for the Chivo that's, you know, exalted. With yeah, everybody. yeah, you just want to finish it off. Now, Baradin's Wardens, where is that? That is the Tolberan. new yeah. version of Wintergrass. Yeah. It's the PvP zone that also opens up dailies. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to PvP to grind rep there. There's Depending on whether you hold Tolberad is you is dictates yeah, the well, number of dailies yeah, you get there's, access there's to. Yeah, there's two parts. There's Tolberad Peninsula, right. which anybody can access at any time and has, like, six dailies you can do then there's the pvp area which is like the winter grass which is called baradin's hold and that whoever faction controls it gets an extra six dailies they can do there plus they can run the raid right so okay it's something to do those dailies especially when you're starting out in greens i'd recommend taking a friend with you because oh yes the dailies there are kind of rough because they've tuned the zone for a lot of people so if you're there at an off time you get, you get respawns so fast it's ridiculous yeah. and until you have the gear to spiders. handle it oh my god the ghosts everything i yeah. mean the, the the skeleton pirates all that crap on the upside you're rarely waiting around for a mob on the downside if you're undergeared or, or just not paying attention uh, you, 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 you will oh is this your Asked, let me hand yeah. that to you. Well, I was dealing with that just just in there were a couple of spots in uh, Deep Home, in Deep Home, mm-hmm. but there were also a couple of spots out there in Twilight, Twilight Highlands. Highlands that had fast respawns. Then there was spots that had like, see, I mean, this respawns were set at a really long time. Those stupid feathers. Ah, yes, was a really really oh, long yeah. time. I, I have an I have an ethical challenge, even though it's a, a game. I have an ethical challenge when you can run out and pick something up off the ground or choose to kill a yellow opponent, yeah, to get a them neutral to opponent it. to get them to drop it. Yeah. So you get in a whole bunch of fights with these tawny owls and kill them when they're neutral and they don't want to hurt you, or you can just wait for the stupid things to respawn on the ground. And I found that annoying because I ended up waiting for them to respawn on the ground because I don't like killing yellow things. Mm. It's my honey. Yeah, I killed so. the crap out of those birds. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the difference. It's Fetanized, like, no, Fetanized, yeah, Fetanized, yeah, Fetanized, Fetanized. Exactly. 
slightly different attitude towards the little pixels. Yep. All right, yeah. that brings us neatly to our next break in the action for the resting of voices and the visiting of potties. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. I've got some fun stuff coming in the near future for you. I am in negotiations for some more and interesting Alpha Geek interviews that may or may not include the occasionally referenced and played on this very show, Jonathan Colton. So keep an eye on the Twitter feeds and keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com for details as they become available. We'll be back right after this bonus episode of Northrend News from Amelia Overbay Day. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top story, Thrall's fate has been thrown into question as the elements literally rip his soul apart. All of Azeroth unites to find the former warchief and put him back together again. In Orgrimmar, an elite corps of goblin commandos launched a rescue mission to the Abyssal Maw today, a mission they say is the perfect chance to try out the new Blastomatic supercharged fire cannon, which Bilgewater cartel specialists say is guaranteed to dry off Thrall and any other prisoners being held in the area, despite concerns from cannon engineers that the cannon's depth charges may trigger a more cataclysmic event than just sundering Thrall's soul. Trade Prince Gallywix has invested in super-dry insulation and spongematic carpeting for his pleasure palace and all outbuildings, on the off chance that something goes wrong. And agents of the Kirintor have been charged with seeking out and destroying the Twilight's Hammer Moles, responsible for Thrall's compromised position, a duty Archmage Ronan says they're taking very seriously. The Magi Maximi, a secret sect of Kirintor mages, have been mobilized throughout Mount Hyjal to root out the perpetrators. Mandatory warlock checkpoints have been established at all major crossroads, and demonic minions aren't permitted near the Hydral Summit without proof of ownership. While many warlocks are calling these measures a drastic infringement on personal freedoms, Archmage Ronin has held firm, denying passage to any demonic summoner who looks out of place. The Kirin Tor expect warlock traffic through the area to decrease by 70% by the end of the week. And just in case the shaman took an intergalactic trip, a gnomish engineer's brigade has been mobilized in Outland to scour the twisting nether for evidence of his whereabouts. Nope, we don't see him here. But Kiljaden says hello to Azeroth and says he might stop by for a visit. 
And if Thrall's sundered soul has caused him to be a bit more unstable than normal, counselors from the Cenarian Circle have been mobilized to provide therapy sessions to the former warchief when he's recovered. This isn't just a friendly mission, says Archdruid Moonflower. We have to ensure that Thrall isn't going to do something impulsive, like chop down the World Tree when he's recovered. We've called in the best anger management specialists and self-esteem practitioners in Nazareth. For now, the question remains whether Thrall can even be found at all, but experts remain confident that the best minds and the hottest technology in Azeroth can save him. Join us next time as we bring you ongoing coverage of Operation Recover the Shaman, only on Northrend News. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Hello, I'm Octail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? Well, if you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. That's VTWSubs at gmail.com! You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We will be finishing this section off in song. No, we won't. No. Thanks, anyway. Because we are not that mean. Yes, indeed. Now, we have emails and shout-outs. If you have a shout-out you wish to bring to our attention, please PM it to Barry VA in the Black Void, also known as Internet Relay Chat, and he will bring it to our attention. Do it now! Now! Sean Caster, we're looking at you because it wouldn't be a complete show if you didn't. So, I have shout-outs. You shout-out, girl. Um, I have the shout-outs for the people, the small crowd that came to the dance party. Um, We originally had uh, Nikki Sunwalker here, who was a horde tauren. Um, we have Boba Fetish here. We have Teddy Lupin here. We have Elton Q here. We have Lostum, who, um, Goblin. We have, and we have White Tempest, who is here all the time, and I'm very happy that she's here. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for coming to the dance party, for linking some of those cool items to me in the last section so I could talk about them. And I appreciate it very much. I have an email on a topic that I wanted to talk about anyway. Okay. It's titled... This is why we can't have nice things. I put this in the could you at least pretend you're being sneaky about it department. And this is from Delos. Good afternoon, casualties. I was reading Ars Technica earlier this week and came across this story. I know you generally stay out of political discussions, but with the FCC recently attempting to regulate the Internet, I thought this could be a sign of things to come. I also wanted to thank Gnome for his mention of Old Man's War. I recently had a long flight for work, and this series definitely made the trip feel shorter. And here is the link to This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. I will link that to... The amazing and incredible Barry Von Awesome, who will pass it on to all of you. And it reads as follows. In the Law and Disorder section of Ars Technica, (laughs) after approving NBC buyout, FCC commissioner becomes Comcast lobbyist. Meredith Atwell Baker, one of two Republican commissioners at the Federal Communications Commission, plans to step down and right into a top lobbying job at Comcast-NBC. 
The news reported this afternoon by the Wall Street Journal, The Hill, and Politico comes after the hugely controversial merger of Comcast and NBC earlier this year. At the time, Baker objected to FCC attempts to impose conditions on the deal and argued that the complex and significant transaction could bring exciting benefits to consumers that outweigh potential harm. <coughs> Monopoly. <coughs> Just a little. You think? The content provider and the content delivery system all in one. Yep. Totally legit, and now I'm going to go take a multi-million dollar a year position from you. But there was never any kind of conflict or backdoor dealing at all. I've got, a, I've got an additional one for you that oh, just about matches that. Okay. One of the gentlemen who used to work for uh, DHS. Okay. Yeah. Signs on to get those full-body nudity scanners. Mm-hmm. Then either retires or resigns. And go takes a lobbyist position with <gasps> the, the manufacturer. The porn scanners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The get your more than your recommended annual dose of radiation in one shot and increase, increase and if security ref- insignificantly. And if you refuse it, <gasps> you get the freedom group. You get sexually molested yep. or assaulted. Excuse and me. In this past couple of weeks, we've had our very first freedom group of an infant. Yes, yes we I have. Saw the, I saw the pictures. Really? Yes, oh, yes, apparently, uh, and I got this when I flew to Charleston in April. Um, they have now a pre-screen to the pre-screen. Okay. Okay. In addition to the uh, the officers who stand there and watch everybody in line, and if people appear nervous or upset or angry. Or they check off enough of the things on the psychological right. profile list. That, that they, well, all I did was walk up, mm-hmm. single white guy, by himself, and this nice girl, and I knew exactly what she was doing as soon as she asked me to do it. Um, I forget what the scanners are called, but basically they rub. It looks like a gigantic explosive residue. Right, they're looking for explosive residue on your hand. Right. So she ran her thing over my hands. I didn't have too much of an objection to it because I knew I hadn't been playing with explosive residues in any time recently. And they put the thing in the in the scanner and yeah. it sniffs the little cloth and sees if there's explosive residues on it or not. So I was like, okay, great. And then yeah, we go through the whole thing, and it was just like. And apparently the infant's uh, stroller yes, set, set off, off the explosive scanner. So they said, okay, we're going to have to do the enhanced And uh, so there's a picture out on the intertubes that was taken by a preacher on his cell phone yeah. of mom holding the kid like this. And the kid looks like he's probably 18, Eight months. 18 months. I didn't even think he was that old. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Uh, somewhere a year or whatever. And he's – mom's holding him and the uh, – TSA person. TSA person standing on the other side feeling the kid up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been uh, quite a bit of commentary on the intertubes about that. You think? So I would yeah. think there'd be uh, outrage. Uh, yeah, there's been plenty of that, too. Because we have now, as has been observed before, gone from the ridiculous to the sublime in this. To the horrific. Thank to you the, very what much. What the hell do you expect to be preventing with this? Right. Yeah. You're, you're patting down grandma in the wheelchair, and now you've gone to the other extreme. You're patting down junior in the baby carrier. Right. The, what, yeah, apparently. Who's in charge here? Appar- yeah, talking monkeys. Monkeys with shiny things. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. The These, whole... the, you know who's in charge now? All the people. Who the, make money off of no, the no, system. Well, there's that, too. That's America. America. That's America. Yeah. No. The people that are in charge of all of this are the same people that when DHS was set up, 
They said, yeah, we don't want these. They were all complaining. Oh, airport security, they're all high school dropouts, and they get paid $8 an hour. Yeah, guess what? Those people are all in charge now. Yeah. yeah. Because those people didn't go away. They just got federalized. <laughs> so you can't get rid of them now. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said. Sorry, this is a hot button with me. You think? There's a lot to be said when the Department of Homeland Security goes from, like, 50 people to, like, over 100,000 in 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to tell Bloated you that— government. It's a growth industry. Yes. I have to tell that. you that my answer to that is, okay, I'm not taking the flight. If they were to take my daughter and say, well, I need to, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I picture the taking off the diaper and all of this stuff. I picture this really horrific experience. Not knowing, not having seen the films myself. But I would basically say, okay, I'm not going on the plane. You have no cause to search me. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Screw you people. I don't need to do this. Any trip I need to take doesn't have to be with you. I'll drive. I'll cancel my trip. I will completely and totally See, the, sue you, the whatever only problem, it happens The to only me. problem with that is that, and that's all fine and good that you're willing to do yeah. that, but there are plenty of people out there who feel that this is the only way that I have to get to this, mm-hmm. and I'm being held over, basically over a barrel, yeah. put in a no-win situation by, well, if I want to use the airlines, I have to comply, I have have to comply. To, I have to comply with this. Sure. And there will, be, there will be points where I am sent on so travel I, for my work, right? and that will be... A true test. test test for me. Well, and the same thing with me. If I have to go through the, you know, the porn scanner, and I say no, thank you, I'm not going to go through the porn scanner. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna search you. Okay, um, I'd like those police officers over there to come over here before you do anything to me. Why is that? I'd like witnesses. Witnesses for what? Well, if you touch my junk, I'm going to have you charged with sexual assault. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and search. No, there was. The but, great- it, but if you touch my, well, it's part of the. Am I under arrest? No. Okay. If you touch my junk, then you're getting yeah. charged with sexual assault. I will bring suit. It's that simple. So be very careful where you pat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and at the same time, they'll be like, well, then you're just not flying. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm not flying. So anyways, um, yeah, I just got a text message from the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, she's listening. Oh. Awesome. Ah. Yeah. Hi, girlfriend. Hi, Chella. And she says, uh, ram- oh, sorry. It just closed of course <laughs> uh raman spectroscopy or ir spec is what they use apparently in reference to the porn scan gotcha uh, yeah yeah this is what you get for dating a chemist you think <laughs> who knows a little bit about this stuff yeah. <laughs> boba fetish says drive to canada and take flight from here <laughs> yeah <laughs> well actually, if, I lived any, if i lived anywhere close to canada that would be an option it'd be it'd actually be closer for us to drive to mexico drive to and mexico take flight and from i there. really don't yeah. think i don't I want to take to my do. life in my hands not no, the airline I'm, just I'm, getting to the airport i just yeah. don't think i need to do that no it's I, I have to tell you though that there would be times when that would be preferable i mean i i do find us completely out of control um, in terms of Oh, that's of that. putting it mildly. It, it is. The level of hysteria has gotten a little and there's And there's nothing wacky. we're going to be able to do about it until enough people say what you say. I'm just not flying. Yep. And then all of a sudden it turns into the airlines going, oh my God, we're going out of business because people aren't flying. Well, You're... that's because. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll all use the, the great alternative to flying. Trains. Amtrak. Yeah. Amtrak who can be up to a day. I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm actually tempted. Not that much yet, but don't I'm do it. Curious. No. Well, the rail, the rail system in the United States is so terminally broken. Oh, I know. Well, that's because they've put no resources into repairing it. Well, that's because and, Amtrak, and Amtrak is a federal, it. is a federal corporation. It's wholly owned by the federal government. What's the interesting thing is that it was interesting to see that one of the early ideas of the current administration here was to try and get some momentum behind 
doing something with high-speed rail, which pretty much every other industrialized nation on the planet has a great infrastructure. We dismantle ours because the auto industry made sure that it Mm -hmm. happened. The reason the trolleys in in the cities and the local road cars went away was because they got bought up by the car makers and dismantled. Speaking of which, yes, high-speed rail. Yes. Or in our case, light rail. Yes. Yes. Local. I will be taking light rail down to Phoenix Comic Con. Awesome. <laughs> because I can do that. It because parks right next to the I drive two, I drive two miles from my house, and there's a terminal with parking. As long as yeah. I don't stay there overnight, I can take it right down, and it'll drop me right off the convention center. So that yep. is the plan. Actually, you guys could, too, because yeah. you could park down at yeah. uh, the 101 in McClintock. Yeah. No, they, it runs nice. really nicely. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love taking to it, take down. it downtown I, to the concerts. I, keep <laughs> taking it, I love taking it downtown for the ball games, even over to Arizona State University, which right. is reasonably close to my house. I still go down there and take the train down there because it's just much easier to get over there. I don't have to worry about traffic or any yeah. of that. And I have an email here from a country that has a good rail system. Coming to us from England. This is Rob P. from England, sent via his iPhone. And the title of the email is Dresden Files. Always a happy, happy topic on this program. Mm -hmm. Greetings, casually hardcore crew. I've been looking into the Dresden Files since you have talked extensively about it and got the free sample on my iPhone's Kindle app. Reading this left me wanting more, so I popped it into my local bookstore. I prefer to have a book that I can actually hold. And I found the last copy of Stormfront. Hurrah! If I end up reading the whole series, I will blame you lot. Keep up the wonderful show as I look forward to downloading the weekly podcast. I usually can't listen live. Thanks, Rob P. from England, where you have good trains and I am jealous of you. The, they do, but the, you know the what? The next Dresden Files is coming soon. Yeah, and, July 26th. And Doc Dead's playing on them right now. Doc Dead is in England. Because the, the last tweet that I saw was, I wonder how far I can get on the train and still get back by 7. <laughs> 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 I've done that. <laughs> That's actually kind of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things is that you, you look at the United States, we, we have so much space and we're so spread out. When you think about, I, I always get boggled by the fact that the U.K. is 64 million people in it. At the last census, and it as a landmass is smaller than the state of Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And I look at the amount that we have, and we have invested so little in our infrastructure that's ground infrastructure to connect us in terms of rail and right. High and, speed. The infra- and the infra- and the infra- and, depen- and, in- and the infrastructure that we have. Yeah. Is deteriorating rapidly. Exactly. And so we have this huge investment that we can make that will put people to work and that we can use technologies and that would move us forward. And yet we don't seem invested in doing it until it becomes completely impossible to fly, which is more expensive and wastes fuel and just blah, blah, blah. It has all these a very, very powerful lobby. Um, right. No, that's the problem. But what's and interesting so about it is industry. you move over to Europe, right, that has a ton of countries in it with a similar land mass that they're covering mm-hmm. and their rail system and their infrastructure is actually substantially better than ours in terms of travel and transportation, right. in terms of moving mass numbers of people and goods. Um, and I w- I'm surprised because we made our, I'm not surprised, but we made a lot of progress as a nation by investing in the interstate system. Um, and by connecting and by depression. connecting the rail, and this was part, yeah, well, it was part and, of what we did, but we haven't invested of, anything since then. Part of that is there is also a national defense component right. to the, the the national highway system. That was the whole reason that the national highway system was developed in the first place by, I believe, it was Eisenhower. 
emergency landing strips. Was so not just that, but the mass movement of troops and military equipment and materiel around the country in short amounts of time, because this is right at the height of the Cold War. The Cold War. Um, so that's why we have the national highway system that we have, and I agree, it's a great thing. Um, it, it's it makes just, us a little leaning towards thinking car and truck first, right? And not thinking that rail and might be no, a little more efficient. Rail, rails for cargo. You know, that's how that a lot of, of people think about it. Yeah, rail is for cargo. Rail is not for peoples. Peoples. I'm a, I'm have a very romantic vision of trains. I've I've yes, loved you do, trains my entire life. Um, friend had you know model train layouts as a child, and uh, if had. Just a modicum of more space here would we'll probably have one again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I lament not having a basement because that's where all that stuff lurked. Yes. Uh, I understand why Ford Prefect went and Bought a house changed houses. A I have basement. Must have lair. I yeah. have lair. No, <laughs> believe me. Leave us alone. I, I grew up in the Midwest, too. I, I lament, even though it wasn't my house at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I lament having a basement because I'm thinking, hmm, it's cooler. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I could brew beer down there. Mm-hmm. You, you could lager f- down there, for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, my fly-tying stuff could all go down there and clean up the rest of the house. And It could be the man cave. Yeah, my, it'd be the man cave. Man cave. Man cave. Men are here. We make fire cook meat. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Boba Fetish says 64 million people in the UK, smaller landmass than Alberta, and I think we have less people than you do in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably do. I'm like, uh, it's Alberta. It's up. It's cold. cold. <laughs> it's cold. I'm wondering what, actually, my question, I asked him climate with a question mark. And what I was thinking to myself really was growing season. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's your growing season? How Tuesday. many people? How many people <laughs> can you support, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in The second in that Tuesday region? in July. It's yeah. like, it's really funny. Unless we all get our tan uh-huh. for the year. Just because we like, had 180 plus centimeters of snow this year, it's he like, says. It's like the old Mazda, the Mazda commercial where the guy's in Antarctica mm-hmm. and he has one day of sunshine and so he drives his Miata out of out of the, the snow covered dome and puts the top down and sits there for like 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then puts the and top the back up and the cloud comes back over and he puts the top back up and pulls it back in and <laughs> that's awesome stomps out and stuff yeah it was pretty funny oh man uh, I was like wow Canada <laughs> or northern Michigan yeah you yeah. say where, where did we grow up yeah, well, exactly. You, got, you more so than you me, understand the concept of the term lake effect lake snow. Effect snow yeah. Yes, yeah. not quite so much as you do. But so Boba <laughs> Fetish says about three to four months is their growing season. Actually, so, so better get right to it. Yeah, you better hop right on that, dude. Short window. <laughs> so I will Ready, say this: set, go. Yeah, no, no, no. We've had um, an amazing May, though. I mean, just harp on the weather for a Can't second. Complain. Eighty degrees complain. last week. Last it was year, last, eighty degrees last. last week last year was better really well Why yeah because it was 80 degrees two weeks into june yeah oh that's last true. year last was, one, was really mild la- last, last week was nice but last year was extraordinarily mild now yeah. we paid for it because it was 110 halfway into september right yeah. Yeah. actually almost everything. into october no, it, was into october. Yeah. it was into october so we paid it's for it always over so this year i'm birthday. tending to look at yeah, this is normal. For yeah. Me. This is a little more normal than it was last yep. year. We're doing okay. I mean, at least this week's supposed to still stay in the upper 80s. Upper 80s, right, yeah. Right, But this weekend was Actually, up over 100. It was hot. There was supposed to be... Ah, you made me think of like August, September, which put my brain into PAX Prime and whether or not we're going to try and make it this year. Programmatic announcement and Programmatic. request for assistance. I'm going to put up a uh, chip-in widget on the website shortly here asking for a donation drive. 
in preparation for Phoenix Comic Con and future things uh, we're going to cover, I want to try and purchase one of the all-in-one audio recorder devices that we have previously borrowed from the university. Some of theirs have gone missing, so they're a little reluctant to loan things out that are as expensive as that. And it just gives us a lot more recording potential. The challenge we're up against with Phoenix Comic Con is they've opened their doors wide to us and also grown right. a great yes. deal this year. So they have a lot of really good panels going on at the same time. Yes, they have two they have well one building, but last year the Phoenix Convention Center has a north building and a south the building. The old building and the nice new building. The right. old building and the nice new building. Last year they were in the old building and it was only in a couple of conventions and we had the one theater and that was it. Yeah. This year they're in the north building, the new building and they're going to have stuff everywhere. So I'm looking to try and throw together as many recording rigs as possible. And the nice thing about these all-in-one recorders is they contain the condenser mics and the USB interface all in one. Mm -hmm. So it's a mixing desk and microphone and can stick onto a tripod and just be parked right there and record. And one or two of these things would go a long way to giving us amazing flexibility because you can also use it as a device that just records an MP3 right, right to an SD card. And we use those for interviewing people when we were at PAX, the one we had borrowed. So keep an eye on vtwproductions.com, and I will have the chip-in widget and the official request for assistance from all of you. If you can throw a buck in, five bucks, whatever you can contribute, we appreciate it, and we can uh, bring you... Even more fun, good stuff from things like Phoenix Comic Con and Penny Arcade Expo. Stuff you've gotten from us in the past and are getting used to. We're trying to expand it, but that takes hardware, and unfortunately, hardware takes cash. Yeah. So we appreciate your support, and we try to do this as infrequently as possible, but we've come up against the fact that, yeah, we need more stuff to make this work. Yes. I have a question. Shoot. Completely unrelated subject. When did your son learn how to capture people's souls in his Nintendo DS? Ah, Nemesis. <laughs> the soul capture. He just did it to Grail yeah. right just now. I was like, what do you click? Oh, crap. There <laughs> goes a little piece of my soul. Nemesis yeah. has been exploring the deep features of his DSi. I didn't know a uh-huh. DS could do that. It has I really didn't. It has audio recording capability. Really? And video recording and capability. capability. He's just discovered and on his own. Cameras and clocks and so all kinds of little yeah, like embedded. It's even got the video editor. Picture of the dog. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I didn't know your dog had a soul, but yeah. Yes. So he's having a grand time. Yes, with his apparently DSi he XL. is. Use that Nintendo blackmail. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of the things on the, the newer versions of the DS. It is a really a multifunction computing oh, yeah. device. Yeah. With a really easy to use interface that even an eight year old can figure out without yeah, any was, instruction. I've been watching the commercials. Not that I can afford one right now, but watching the commercials for the the three DS. Yeah, uh-huh. and that is interesting. And I was I was just looking at it, going, "Oh, this is actually really kind of cool. I just might have to go get one of these." Yeah, they are interesting. I mean, I, it's kind of been mixed reviews on the game platform for it, whether or not it works well. For being 3D. I mean, you basically need an iron brace to keep it a fixed distance from your head yeah. and not vary at all. And then it has motion controls. Right. Oh, great design, guys. Way to go. Right, right. So some issues. But, I mean, in terms of features, it's really, really laden with features. Yeah. So. Well, it's basically, it's it's the one you just saw there, the mm-hmm. DSi XL, with the 3D with screen added. And that's, so that one is as feature rich. It just lacks the 3D. Yeah. It has everything that the 3DS has. And actually, I think the 3DS has slightly smaller screens because that's the XL, which is right, the Uber, super, big. super big screen. Yeah, I was going to say it Uber. Uber. Well, they've got so many flavors. Of, but as far as yeah. a fun 
pocket computing device for that age group. I mean, even when he doesn't even have a game cartridge in it, he's having a great time with it. Yeah. So, well, you know, well done, Nintendo, on your design. Been, we've been struggling because it's like there's this gap between younger, you know, like six and younger, and then 10 plus. There's this gap in there of what do you get kids for birthdays and other things like that. And we've had this, what do we do? You know, you're not going to spend 200 and some odd dollars on an iPod touch or any of these really high end type stuff. You're not going to, you know, you can get them the movies, but I guarantee you, your parent, the parents have already gotten the movies. Plus there's Netflix and there's streaming and there's all kinds of stuff. So why do you do? So I've actually, my fallback this year for the eight year old category has been digital camera. Mm-hmm. And they're all, almost all of them, it's like 22 bucks. It's a three-in-one digital camera. So it does the audio, video, and mm-hmm. still shots. And it's all USB connect right up to the computer, and it comes with its software. So that has been like the standby. I have no idea what this kid wants gift this year because I haven't been able to to put and anything else together. pretty routinely have a really good time with it. Yeah, they really do enjoy it. It's, it is an age where they want to do, they don't want to take really crappy photos um, in terms of quality, uh, but they want to take, you know, in terms of the actual picture quality itself, right. but they're going to take 35,000 pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to give them something that can hold 35,000 pictures. This is indeed what we find. Hmm. So, that brings us neatly up against our final break, which I completely and totally don't have prepared now that I think about it. Woohoo! See just how semi-un-not-professional at all we are here. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But in honor of the hope uh, to get a interview together with Mr. Jonathan Colton, hopefully early We've next been week. working on that, yeah. Yep. You have, I should Going back say. and forth with Scarface, his assistant, and yes... His assistant is called Scarface. His assistant does actually go under the nickname Scarface, just like Skullcrusher Mountain, which I thought was absolutely freaking awesome. So, Ben, going back and forth about arranging that, I'll get you the full details. I'll try and... What I want to do is a whole virtual concert lead up to the interview, so we'll play a whole bunch of Joko, maybe a little Paul and Storm thrown in for good measure, since they tour together all the time. And then have the live interview and then more tunes because you just can't get enough Joko. It's just not physically possible. And I'm also hoping that this also indicates he's getting ready to release the next album because I wants it. Got a little bit of a preview of a few of the songs we listened to at PAX and they were all uniformly awesome. So like more please and soon because I'm a consumer. I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. It's what I do. So I have... Dance Soterius Johnson Dance queued up for you guys. From the previously mentioned Jonathan Colton, you're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Check out all the fine productions on vtwproductions.com. Click on the show's link at the top of the page. A large list will appear. Check them all out. Download them. Listen to them. Consume them. You will be glad that you did. We'll be back right after this. Where he sleeps and he waits for the night 
Mocktail. I am Gnomewise. And you are listening to VTWProductions.com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio as we plow forward into our final segment, news and information from around the world, fueled by our award-winning, sure, why not, research team, as it was mentioned in the first segment. You have all kinds of fun and interesting things in here, and I was just observing the big B-O-O-H-O-O moment of this week's, which is? Oh, the uh, they World of Warcraft suffers post-cataclysmic drop in subscriptions. They dropped from a reported 12 million subscribers to 11.4 million subscribers. It's the end of Blizzard. Oh, my God. Oh, my heavens. It is the end of Blizzard. Diablo 3 will never see the light of day. It's it's all doom, death, destruction. No. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's just like home values. They always go up, right? Yeah. Subscriber numbers always go up. There will always be more people born. There will always be more subscribers, right? Am right. Mm. Am I right? Mm. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. We need, we're, not, we're not breeding enough. That's what this is about. We're not having enough babies to subscribe to Blizzard products. It is, in fact, our fault. Yep. So there is a, there, the author of this little article. Uh, from Kotaku. Uh, from Kotaku is Mike Fahey. And what he says in his last little uh, paragraph is really fun. He says, I wouldn't dig a grave for World of Warcraft anytime soon, however, considering there are big name MMO titles out there operating with one one hundredth of the subscriber base. The world of Azeroth will be in fine shape for years to come. Well, yeah, End you, quote. you don't need to be a World of Warcraft to be a successful MMO. Right. I mean... EverQuest you know, survived in the hundreds of thousands, and they Sony thought they were on a quite, yeah, they, quite they, a thing there. Yeah, they didn't survive. They thrived. They thrived, yeah. Yeah. Thrived with like 400,000, I think, was where they peaked. So be, just because WoW managed to find a niche that was that huge right. 
I mean, all the other MMO writers are shooting for that. They would they, sure. they would love to have those numbers, but they don't need them to survive. And actually, no. we're seeing all the other MMO providers going to the free-to-play model. A lot of mean, them are. Yeah, and being very, very successful at it. I mean, mm-hmm. they've, they've gone from one level of profitability to an increased level of profitability by giving the game away for free. Wait right. a second. Because something about the pay-as-you-go or pay-for-perks model yeah. is apparently very appealing to people. Mm-hmm. And I'm a hell of a lot more likely, during a lull in my interest for WoW, yeah. to go try on another MMO for size if it's free to try. If it's free to try, for sure. And not just like a you know two-day trial yeah, or something like that. Play as long as you like Look. in a limited spectrum. Right, right. Um, now, I come up against the whole copious spare time problem with that equation. Of there, but that's not the MMO writer's fault. Oh, no. no. Well, that would exist no matter what time. payment model exactly. they're using. <laughs> Unless there's something you know, coming up with, you know, here's a TARDIS with your subscription. Yeah. And now you can have unlimited time to play. Not so much. So um, in other big news, which I thought was, we commented on this earlier this week, Gnome, Microsoft buys Skype mm-hmm. for $8.5 billion. A moment of silence for the passing of a great internet pioneer. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Bye-bye. I'm I'm happy for the guys that you know just got Founded their eight point five billion dollar payday for developing an awesome application that they have. I don't think it was the original guys that got that, but okay. of course not. We're no, just... it was an investor group had bought them like two years ago for many, probably a many decent millions. amount. Yeah, yeah. And the investor group, in a very savvy way, played Facebook and Microsoft off each other, and are now walking away with a very large payday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see what this means for the future of the free right. and the quality of the free service. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we use Skype heavily for our remote interviews. Heck yeah! And because it's it's the one. It's I mean, free and its, it's quality free is and its very quality good. is great. Video is getting stronger and stronger, yeah. especially on the mobile platforms. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to turn it into a Windows Mobile Seven thing only, or if it's going to continue. Yeah, that's that's my I know, fear. I know is it'll become a, a restricted to Microsoft platform thing. And one of the beautiful things about Skype as it stands now is it is multi-platform and pretty damn seamless. Right, right. Well, and yeah, I mean you can put it on pretty much anything that you've got, and mm-hmm. it works. Um, I, one of the quotes in here from Steve Ballmer is pretty interesting. He oh, says, uh, Skype is a phenomenal service that's loved by millions of people around the world. Together, we will create the future of real-time communication so people can easily stay connected to family, friends, clients, and colleagues anywhere in the world. Uh, Steve, uh, Skype already did I that. I was going to say, we yeah. did already do that. It's done. Very much. We have it. So what are you bringing to the table? Yeah. Exactly. Probably really not funny. much. Yeah, nothing good <laughs> at the moment, at least. It doesn't sound yeah. like it'll be beneficial. It's amazing to me. Skype was founded in 2003. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been around for a while. That's not long at all. In internet to years, become, that's an eternity. To suddenly become 8.5, worth $8.5 billion Welcome to the in internet. less than 10 years. Yeah. Well, Microsoft needed yeah. to make a splash on the internet, they need it, and especially uh, mobile yeah. devices. Oh hell yeah! Oh, and they yeah. needed something that they can make their mobile devices a claim to fame. And Skype, if they make it exclusive, gives them that. Yeah, and then someone who does it the way Skype used to will come and that's exactly steal the their point bacon. I was going to make. Who's the next up and coming that's going to take that, their place? Is oh, that somebody else will come along and do exactly what the Skype guys did? Because they will see a niche in the market that has suddenly opened up because Microsoft took it away. Yep. And then they'll say, oh, look, we can go make lots of money for this. Or it'll be somebody who'll be like, those 
bastards at Microsoft took this all away from us, so we're going to write something that's better than what they And give got, it away for free. And give it away for free. For all platforms. Well, yes. Aid says, in response to, because Aid is the one who posted this particular thread, right. says, speaking personally, this makes me wish Google would get off their butts and make a Google Voice International. I have been a premium subscriber of Skype, of Skype for the past five years. I like it because of its cross-platform, even mobile support. I have noticed the desktop client getting heavier and heavier mm-hmm. over recent years, and I dread it will become the bloat that is Windows Live. Yeah. And that is how Aid put it. I'm curious to see, because Google's got to roll something out here. They've got to have something brewing in the voice over IP. Because everyone everyone hears Google Voice, and they assume Google Voice is voice over IP. It is not. I am a Google Voice user. It is a regular telephone service number. Yeah, that that's right. You can you call about that. other regular phones, and you, you don't make a direct voice over IP connection to a piece of software like you can with Skype. You use it as a regular phone. Yes, ultimately pieces of it are transmitted via voice over IP, but the only thing I can do over my Google Voice number is call regular phone numbers. I can't call someone who's got software running on their computer. That's not what Google Voice is right. yet. Yeah. I assume at some point they're going to roll out their Skype competitor now, especially that it's Microsoft. That the, oh, yeah. The, the crosshair. Oh, target yeah. acquired. Target <laughs> acquired. Exactly. Target acquired. Fox 2. Fox 2. Yep. So too I'm watching. Close, too close for missiles. I'm switching to guns. I'm switching to guns. <laughs> okay. So we'll be curious to see in the next six months or so what our friends at Google roll out by way of, oh, yeah. Bam. So. So it. six things. You guys got one? Yes. I was about okay. to read that one. You go ahead. All right. <laughs> the six things you won't believe got banned by modern governments. And this is a nice list that they put on the forums, but it actually goes into detail as to why each of these things was banned. <laughs> banned. This yep. should be so, highly entertaining. Number six, the NSA bans Furbies, which are those little annoying Talking, monkey they learn dog how to talk things. To you, yeah. They would learn how to talk, so they banned them from any of their corporate offices. or their Because their, they can record. Or, yeah, because they would record, and they were worried they'd go home. I love the way that article puts it. They'd go home and talk to Tickle Me Elmo and tell them national secrets. <laughs> 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 yeah, that Greece bans all video games, which, according to this, was they wanted to cut down on some of their electronic gambling, but had no real idea of how to word the law, so they basically effectively banned all video games <laughs> for a period. <laughs> period of time oops china bans time travel good to make sure that's covered i was gonna say nice to know politicians everywhere are yeah. the same well this this the china one is kind of a weird one because it's another one we, we can't wrap our heads around because it's a cultural thing mm-hmm. they don't want time travel depicted in television and movies anymore right because and for and because they don't want to interact with the old empires it's it, we it's don't a, want you thinking about the past is basically, basically yeah, yeah. because yeah. they don't want or go thinking especially about what if i did the past differently uh-huh. <laughs> right that's why yeah so uh russia bans emo which i, I kind of agree with this I can get one. Behind that. <laughs> emo like, is in as in like you know dark eyeliner right and emo goths. clothing yeah. we would have called them goths yeah yes. oh i heard a good thing about that okay i was with the girlfriend at the mall, we were at Fashion Square the other night, and because we went to the Fossil Store because she needs a new watch, and she is like the least impulsive person on the planet, and I'm one this, of the this. most impul- impulsive person. So we're sitting down there. I'm like, I want Hagen Dazs. So I got. We're sitting down in the center in the food court eating Hagen Dazs, and some emo kid walks by, and his pants weren't even at the level of his of his butt. Yeah, they were right. in the middle of his hamstrings nice. and his thighs, and 
<laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's just not right. And she, and my girlfriend likes him and goes, I have a cure for that. She used to do community things down in South Phoenix with the Hispanic uh-huh. kids and is very heavily involved in her church. And she says, I have a perfect solution to that. She goes, what? She goes, I had a bunch of Hispanic boys who would wear their pants like that. And she very simply told them, you know, in prison, that's an open invitation for you to be anally violated because it says that you're gay and you you're are ready, ready for and you're ready and you're ready for it. And she says, you've never seen a bunch of Hispanic boys move so fast and find belts. Pull up. <laughs> pull their pants up over their waists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. I was like, oh, wait. You won't be the I'll wife remember- of the husband. Yeah, I'll have to remember that That's the next crazy. time. crazy. I run across a kid like that. All right, so last two, number two, back in China. China bans reincarnation without prior government approval. (laughs) Which is good to know. And then lastly, the probably the best law I think I've ever seen put on books is Australia bans small breasts in porn. You cannot have small breasts. It's good to have standards. It's good. I love love Australia. Yeah. Only the Aussies could get away with that. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> I owe you have to explain that picture you just had up here a minute ago. Keep going. Which, keep. Oh, is this the time travel thing? Which one? The one of the Dalai Lama dude giving himself giving himself devil horns. That was funny as hell. I just... uh, hang on. <laughs> Still scrolling. <laughs> it's on the next page. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, here we go. What? It's in the time travel article. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize it was in the time. I just saw the Dalai Lama giving himself devil horns. It was funny as so. hell. So basically, it was the the breast thing was, I guess, there against the, uh, the worry of pedophiles watching porn. So you didn't want to have uh, small breasts because right. that could be kids. So just make sure they're big, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Standards. All right. So this one, I've got a link here. Uh, the title is, The iPad 2 is as powerful as a supercomputer from the 80s. And can buy that? Yeah. And th- this is actually a as I'm, hold- as I'm holding on to iOS. As I talk to my students about Moore's Law, uh-huh. which is that every development cycle, which is 12 to 18 months, yes. the amount of available computing power will double. Right. And that has held true for decades. So in other words, it's, it's going up exponentially. Yes, and it has been, Very and, much and so. it has held true. We've not broken Considering Moore's how law. long we've been going since the early 60s. 60s right. Yeah. Was when crazy. this was coined. And so I use the example for them is the a talking greeting card today has more computing power than a personal computer used to have. Right. And this is a good comparison of the iPad is more powerful than a Cray supercomputer was in the 1980s. In, in the 1980s. And... You don't realize that. And I give the same speech to them of, what do we do? Okay, we're doubling and we're doubling and we're doubling. Well, what do we do with all that computing power? We come up with things like this touch interface, which right. requires an unbelievable amount of computing power to make it that responsive and that sure. smooth. And that sensitive. And that but you just take that exactly. for granted because all you did was point and move your finger and it just worked. And right. you, and the well, because massive computing power right. is hidden from you. Increases like that used to be really, really obvious because you would get a new computer and it would do something twice as fast as it used to. Well, for years now, we've not needed things to be twice as fast. They've all been fast enough right. in their old form. Well, So yeah. now what do you do with that computing power? Well, well, yeah, because it used to be where you could you had to get a new computer. And we were into mm-hmm. building our own PCs for a while. Mm-hmm. And you had to get a new computer every year to play the newest and latest yeah. games. Now... You don't need card. to do that anymore. No. I, had, I had my last PC yeah. 
as in an IBM-based computer, I had my last PC for like six or seven years. Yeah, it worked fine. And didn't feel the need until I decided to get my MacBook Pro and get a laptop. Right. And I don't feel the need to upgrade on that anytime soon because it does what I need it to do unless I get one, one of these. Pad, right. but that's get an iPad. Separate. I mean, that's right. a whole different function. But I have well, to admit, this is nice because oh, yeah. the size of it and everything, and I can... Well, the other beautiful thing is as they... Make the die sizes smaller and smaller and smaller, which is basically cramming more transistors into the same size piece of silicon wafer. The other benefit to that is smaller you get, the less electricity it requires. Right. Right. Smaller you get, the less heat it throws off. Mm -hmm. So you wind up with what? A chip that has incredible computing power that requires very little electricity and doesn't get hot. What are you going to put that in? Hmm. Yeah. Highly portable, incredibly yeah. powerful computing devices. Yeah. And it also makes you think about, okay, if this doubling continues, what's coming next? Because it's just they just keep charging forward on the hardware side. They, they already track. banned that in China. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> they have already banned that in China. No time travel for yeah. them. So, Therefore, sorry. we win. So, yeah, there's just a nice little article pointing out the... Have you stopped and thought about exactly how far we've come come and and what's coming? We have talked about where this all came from in terms of the Cold War, right? Yeah. We yeah, that was too. We talked about that last last week. week We had that discussion. Why we have semiconductor industry at all? Because our rockets suck. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you, lousy rockets. It just amazes me that I can walk around with stuff like this and go. Yeah, I remember seeing this about 15 years ago in the movies, thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool? And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the whole, cyber, the whole cyberpunk thing yep. back in the 80s when I was in college and thinking, oh, what, portable telephones? Well, and the other part of this is... I still is, have a telephone with a dial in it. The part, the part of this is also the internet and the wireless yes. internet. Sure. Because when did computers become really popular and interesting? Well, when AOL came on the scene. Right. We started transacting with each other. Mobile devices were good for voice communications. Sure. And then SMS came around, and texting was kind of wildly expensive. Mm-hmm. But it let you get rid of your pager, which was nice. Right. Yes. Now we've got good coverage on reasonably high-speed data networks, and this crap has taken off because yeah. now they do interesting stuff. Right, right. It's not just the high-speed computing device. It's the, and it talks to the world. Yes. What a yeah. wonderful time to well, be a geek. And I saw just real briefly, I don't even have the article up, but I saw one of the links to articles is that 38% of people use an app before they get out of bed. Yes. I saw that one. I mean. How many? What percentage? Uh, 38%. Of smart- well, okay. Yeah. The I watched. Yeah. yeah. I used two this I, morning. I, well, I, the first one was the alarm clock, and uh, the second one was I got, I got, I have ESPN Score Center on this oh, now, yeah. <laughs> and I have live, I have updates where it makes denanet, denanet, right. and I got one at six thirty this morning because I found out that Catania beat Roma in. Oh, in Syria, ah, over right. in Italy. Yep. And so they said, so, oh, okay, cool. And I just flipped this my This is from Macworld, Macworld.com. Survey, 35% use mobile apps before getting out of bed. 35% of Android and iPhone owners in the U.S. use apps such as Facebook on their smartphone before even getting out of bed, according nah, to a survey conducted by telecom bad. equipment vendor Ericsson. Nice. Well, I have the iPad on my bedside table. And on the weekends, when I wake up in the morning, if I manage to get up before the kids, I lay in bed and I read. Sure. Or I watch, or I took the headphones up there so I could actually watch streaming Netflix. And I will tell you, having that little nine-inch TV that just sits mm-hmm. on top of me and I can just hold it and watch is phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Star Trek. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So um, I have to admit, the, the Galactic Empire Times 
com article <laughs> that got put in there. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, have you seen this one? No, I haven't because I can't get into the forums. It's a whole. It's, it's a whole play. Oh, sorry. On but President I'm, Obama's announcement of yeah. Bin Laden. I'm just, just, oh, this should be good. The announcement, it says, Obi-Wan Kenobi is dead, comma, Vader Vader says. Corsican, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the mastermind of some of the most devastating attacks on the Galactic Empire and the most taunted man in the galaxy, was killed in a firefight with Imperial forces near Alderaan, Darth Vader announced on Sunday. In a late-night appearance in the East Room of the Imperial Palace, Lord Vader declared (laughs) that justice has been done as he disclosed the agents of the Imperial Army and stormtroopers of the 501st Legion had finally cornered Kenobi, one of the leaders of the Jedi Rebellion who had eluded the Empire for nearly two decades. Imperial officials said Kenobi resisted and was cut down by Lord Vader's own lightsaber. He was later dumped out of an airlock. The news touched off. <laughs> <laughs> The news touched off an extraordinary outpouring of emotion as crowds gathered in the Senate District and outside the Imperial Palace, waving Imperial flags, cheering, shouting, and chanting, Hail to the Emperor! Hail Lord Vader! In the Alien Protection Zone, crowds sang the 10,000-year empire. Throughout the Sox District, airspeeder drivers honked horns deep into the night. For over two decades, Kenobi has been the Jedi Rebellion's leader and symbol, the Lord of the Sith said in a statement broadcast across the galaxy via Holonet. The death of Kenobi's remarks... The death of Kenobi marks the most significant achievement to date in our empire's effort to deal to defeat the rebel alliance. But his death does not mark the end of our effort. There is no doubt that the rebellion will continue to pursue attacks against us. We must and will, will remain vigilant at home and abroad. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi's demise is a defining moment in the stormtrooper-led fight against terrorism. A symbolic stroke affirming the relentless, relentlessness of the pursuit of those who turned against the empire at the end of the Clone Wars. What remains to be seen, however, is whether or not it galvanizes Kenobi's followers by turning them, her, turning him into a martyr or serves as a turning of the page in the war against the Rebel Alliance and gives further impetus to Emperor Palpatine to step up stormtrooper recruitment. So Our anyway, the article goes, oh, but wait, the the article next, goes the next, on You have to read the next paragraph on. after that because it's the best. Uh, in an earlier statement issued to the press, Kenobi boasted that striking him down could make him more powerful than the you US. could possibly <laughs> imagine. I read that and thought, okay, that's really cool. Right so, out of the movie. I love that. So I love the Photoshop of Darth Vader standing, yeah. you know. and Got the at, Imperial at the, symbol on the podium. The, and they've put him, obviously, and of course, in the East Wing. Oh, of cool. The, and they have the uh, recruiting uh, posters for the Imperial Navy. Of yes, course. a brave new future awaits you in the Imperial Navy. Enlist now. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's really, it's an awesome. Galactic Empire. I'll, course, have to look, I'll have to look that up. Barry yeah. VA says in his quote as he posted this, I can't decide if this is awesome and or incredibly offensive. So I'll just post it here. <laughs> I'll like, just no. leave this. We'll just here. leave it out there. Throw it That's out there. It's just too funny. I've Barry. seen a number of those, though, kind of mocking. It's the... incredibly offensively awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. NBC rejects. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Apparently, it was just as bad as we all thought it was. Yes. The pilot was viewed by NBC executives, and they said, oh, hell no. So that's probably for the best. Uh, yeah. It'll if some of the executives didn't like it, how bad did it need to be? Somebody will turn it into a movie. <laughs> the, the picture they picked. Of, <laughs> it's just, oh, man. She they, looks they, very like, They oh. took the least flattered. She looks constipated yeah. is what she yeah. looks. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh, to make fun of while it lasted. EW has learned that NBC passed on the much-buzzed-about Wonder Woman pilot from David E. Kelly and Warner Brothers TV. 
Kelly had penned a script that updated the comic book classic to have Diana Prince as CEO of a major conglomerate by day and butt-kicking Amazon oh, with Jesus. a fleet of cool planes by night. See, that sentence right there is why they... Just <laughs> terrible. Like, that would be why they killed the show. Wow. Who are you trying to appeal to? I, oh, it, would all, it would have been all about girl power. Uh, yeah. but, and I don't have a problem with girl power, but why, there's a point at which it's overdone, and they would have been using it to sell stuff. And When, yeah. when yeah. Joss Whedon was attached to this idea, I had a lot more faith in it. Right. He kind of does girl power without getting overly in your right. face about yeah. it. Right. I mean, he obviously, he's completely infatuated with powerful women. Right. Right. Um, and the men who snog them. But anyway, yeah. the this just looked... Bad. Horrifically bad. Yeah, and bad. I'm not a big, as, as you've heard before on the show, I'm not a big DC fan. Right. Though I did like very much the DC uh, animated films from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Though I'm out of touch. Since when can Wonder Woman fly under her own power? Oh, she became within, I'd say, probably the last 15, 20 years. Became they, like Superman level? They put her, yeah, she's like one of the pillars. Like Superman... Wonder Woman, Green yeah. Lantern, Lantern's JLA. even a little lower than that. I mean, Wonder Woman is like I can handle. So is she like the the earthly avatar of Athena or something. She's pretty close. Okay, she can fly. She has super, super strength, strength. Like yeah, super duper strength, and is fast and still has her. Her Lasso, weapons, but yeah. she doesn't rely on them as much as she used to. She doesn't need to deflect the bullets with the old no. bracers because they're not getting. Yeah. I mean, she's way. taken over this whole Amazon tribe. She's their leader. She, they fight in. I forget the name of the place they're from. Somebody out there will. Know. Yeah, the name of the Mysteria island. Mysteria, something. I, I, I don't yeah. remember. But nonetheless, yeah. So I mean, they. She's she's a heavy heavy hitter now okay. in the DC universe. So when you make her like, I'm going to go fight some thugs at night while I run a C a corporation. It's like what? What? She's popular right now because they made her a very powerful character right. play up to that. Don't so play she's there. This. She's thrown down with the dark sides of the universe as well. So Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, she, she will take on major, major stuff. I mean, you could see it in that. I just watched that Crisis on Two Earths. Right. And she was a heavy. You right. Know, she that's, hung, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. She hung in with everybody uh, that was fighting in that, that. And that was really good, by the way. Oh, thank you. It was different than the because I've read the comic book of it before, right. and it was different. The yeah. the way that even just the attitudes of people, like the Batman, the owl, the man, owl, the owl in the comic, he was really snarky and almost a little. He's very smart, but he almost cowardly. Right. So they, that was his antithesis. Whereas this was just very nihilistic. Everything yeah. must die. He was <laughs> he was like Rorschach levels yeah. of which is really. Bent. Really well and, done. And, oh, that takes doing. Yeah. And he that was the takes same a kind of, of character of took a look at the world and said, nah, it's got to go. Yeah. Everything must go. Yeah. And I found a way to actually do it. So yep. I'm going to use it very calmly and in a thought out manner. And yeah. I'm going to annihilate all realities because it all needs to go. Yeah. And they, had, they got, they got Chris Knopf to voice that character who from the early Law and Orders and I think he played Mr. Big in what's. The, what's the girl show movie? Sex in the City. Yeah, oh, okay. he was. He yes. was they, mm-hmm. so they got, like a partner's yeah. character's boyfriend. Boyfriend, not right, right. or whatever. But they got him to voice the character, and he did a really creepy job. Um, oh. Which one? The owl. Oh. That was, that was Chris Knopf. No, it wasn't. That was James Woods. That was James Woods? That was James Woods that did the owl. Who was Chris Knopf then? I'm guessing he was, he he was, was in Superman there. or Batman or one of the... Batman, maybe. Totally different voices for them than I was used to. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, the owl was definitely James Woods. <laughs> okay. Without a doubt. 
And he just had that very monotone, yeah. creepy. I'm going to go do this now. Yeah. And you're all it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that, was yeah that, was, that was a good one. Yep. All right. So, how are we for time? We, we're, we are we're done. Done. Yeah. Amazing. Finishing on time. Starting on time. What a concept. So, keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com for the chip-in widget. Uh, we appreciate any way you can help us to increase our coverage of Phoenix Comic-Con and conventions to come. Also, keep an eye out there. There may be very short notice on the whole Jonathan Colton interview thing, and it may happen at a very strange time. So as soon as I have anything for you, I'll put it up there so that if you wish to listen live, you can participate in the virtual concert and the live interview and all the fun therein. Cool. Send your emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Join us on the web, vtwproductions.com. We will be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Gnora. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.